Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Foo Fighters to open up a show. We are in the dead of August, and when I say dead, I don't know if you've looked at the news wire hockey-wise, but it is the dead of August. It's Brendan Escott, it's Cam Moon, it's another round of vacation for the main host of this show. Bob stepping out for another couple of well-earned weeks away from the microphone. Uh, I imagine if you follow him on Twitter, you won't find him uh, that far away from working. He's just not in this chair at this current time. But thankfully for me, Cam Moon is... And we will carry you through the next couple of weeks of the summertime here on Oilers Now, for which we hope there is a, little, a steady drip of news, <laughs> at, I guess. I mean, good grief. It is. We joked about the dog days back in July, and now I think this is karma coming to bite me in the behind because there is about three things that have happened today, and none of them have anything to do with your Edmonton Oilers. No, it's it's slow going right now, isn't it? Like, and, and that's it's to be expected. It's August, but maybe we'll get a, a a trickle of information, hockey information. So, how have you been filling your time in the meantime? You on the golf course? Maybe are you are you sitting at home with the, the rain that we've had last couple of days? Maybe you're catching a sports documentary. Uh, there's such a wide variety of of potential and and just things to drink in. I mean, we're living in an era of technology and and just content creation, so we're getting more and more of it, but the quality of it, the Untold series, for example, on Netflix, Mm -hmm. if you're a subscriber, it's just fantastic. I mean, the Johnny Manziel one, I think, is is one that's drawn headlines for sure, but I was just watching the the, the steroid scandal one that came out. Now we're going to see next week where they drop one on the, uh, the Florida Gators, the Tim Tebow era Florida Gators. Like, there is a lot for sports junkies to be taking in right now. And I think, of course, with this being the dead of, of all sports, except for, I suppose, uh, baseball, really. I guess they had the, the Women's World Cup soccer-wise that went uh, down over the weekend. And congrats to Spain. Uh, but uh, in reality, not a lot going on. So you've got kind of a captive audience for this kind of thing right now, I would suggest. Maybe you're a fan of 30 for 30 in the past, whatever it may be. But I'm going to ask you at 780-496-0063, what, is your, what are you producing your sports documentary about? There's got to be a story out there that's fascinated you that hasn't been covered yet. I want you to tell Cam and I what that story would be. What are you devoting your resources to? And I would love to know. Maybe it's a small town story from your small hometown rink somewhere in northern Alberta. Maybe it's a dynasty of a team that you feel hasn't gotten the kind of respect. I mean, you know the types of stuff that's been out there. Sometimes it's a five-part series. I loved, I absolutely was infatuated by the American Gladiators one that they just released a few weeks ago. I, I grew up, you know, watching that show, as I'm sure a lot of people did. And then to see all the behind the scenes and the actual the Gladiators and the struggles and what have you, like it, it's it's really interesting. So I wonder if it would be fun to to hear what you have to say. 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or 
head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. You can tell us all about one that you've really liked or maybe even more so, I'd love to hear one that you would produce yourself. What's a story that hasn't been told that you would love to see told? Cam, I'll turn it over to you. There's got to be something that piques your interest. Yeah, when you brought this up to me a little while ago, which it, and I, I was racking my brain, one that came to mind, and I don't know if it's been done, maybe it has. I would love to know the behind-the-scenes story of when the WHA merged or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. with the NHL, and I know that there was, you know. There was, uh, you know, some pushback from some NHL teams, and I know the Canadian teams at first didn't want to bring them in because of splitting up the Hockey Night in Canada money and and that sort of thing. I would love to to know some of the the back stories, the back dealings uh, that made it all come together, and and the four teams that did ultimately go in, which the Edmonton Oilers were one of them. What it was like to be behind the scenes at that time and and there had been talk of of the of a merge prior to when it actually happened but it just never it never came about at that time. I'd love to know all that. I think that would be fascinating. So that Oilers day-by-day Twitter account oh, was just it. tweeting out earlier today, I think I saw, but you know, Twitter's algorithm's all over the place. Or pardon me, X's algorithm <laughs> is all over sure. the place. So this could have been from a couple days ago, but it, it, they were saying at this point in uh, whatever, 1983, is that where they're yeah, at yeah. That now? Uh, Gretzky has like two or 300 more points than anybody else in the league since the merger and the second place guy would have been Marcel Dion who if you've listened to this show over the last several months you know that's Bob's direct comparison for Connor Bedard so uh, interesting that we're going to see you know Bedard and and uh, McDavid in the league here at the same time I guess that's one thing that we could highlight here is is uh, Jonathan Taves saying that he is uh, not looking at playing hockey this year though does plan on resuming his career so that would be one bit of hockey news but uh, right now let's keep this hockey documentary or rather sports documentary conversation going. I don't know that we've ever opened the phone lines up this early, but what the hell? We're going to the River Creek Resort <laughs> Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Remind you, the Outdoor Night Market and Entertainment Showcase, it returns to the River Cree August 24th through 27th. Uh, yeah, that's a couple days from now, my friends. It's presented by Enoch Cree Nation. Get tickets in advance at rivercreeresort.com slash night market. Looks like Ed has called in wants to weigh in ed you're on the line how's it going today oh uh pretty good thank you excellent for guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you got lots of time to think about this what's uh what, what do you have for a sports documentary idea yeah um like you were talking about backstories i think it might be a fascinating backstory to see um to talk about the also rands you know the guy the teams that played for the stanley cup maybe once or twice in their whole existence and didn't make it, but that's still an accomplishment to show up for the Cup, eh? Like, I think in the early years, you could challenge the Cup from the Western teams. Uh, the most notable one that I had was, uh, and I have their sweater, is the Dawson City Nuggets. They they were the, I guess they were, they were able to challenge the Stanley Cup for whatever reason. Uh, there's only, they only had about eight players. <laughs> Two weeks to get to Ottawa to play the Senators, and of course they got blown away uh, nine four and twenty three to three or something like that. So what and, year uh, would this have been? That was nineteen oh eight. Wow! And they had to take like the train, that. right? Yeah. They had to take the train out east. 
Dog sled. They had dog a sled because <laughs> they're from Dawson City. Yeah. <laughs> Holy, that is incredible. So I, I don't know what you do for footage from that time. I guess that would be the one obstacle you'd have to uh, overcome. But yeah, that uh, that sounds like an incredible story. That's exactly the type of thing that I'm thinking about, Ed. Oh yeah, the you know, and then uh, you know, like uh, the the Edmonton Eskimos and the Edmonton Hockey Club played for the cup. They lost, but boy, they were there more than more than a few times to challenge that cup. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got a local filmmaker here who you, you may have seen the work of Adam Scorgi, whether it was making Cocoa or Ice Guardian, something like that, but he's, he's a local guy that is, uh, he's been known to highlight some of these stories, so and perhaps we'll, uh, we'll see if that's something that he might dip his toe in, the historic hockey stuff. Uh, it, it could be anything, though. I mean, there's so many. There's boxing tales. There's, I, we had Kenny Lacusta on the show uh, a while ago, and, and uh, same thing. I mean, like, just... Golden Gloves boxers from communities you wouldn't ever think would produce that type of yeah. thing. Like there's stories to be found in every nook and cranny, right? So this is this is a fun topic for me. For me, and I'm so excited to have seen this resurrected. Though I wish as a Canadian I could get eyes on it. I want to know the whole founding story and and I want to know everything I can know about the sports slam ball. The basketball with trampolines all around. I like remember this. It. So when I was like a kid, this looked like a real life video game. And I think that when you've heard the founder, Mason Gordon, talk about this in interviews, that was kind of what he was going for. Mason Gordon played in the league like when it was a thing back in uh, probably 20 years ago now. So not only did he he conceptualize this sport and, you know, help design it and the rules and the, and the, the playing surface and all this stuff, but then he was a part of the team. Uh, he was out there in the slam dunk competition, like all this stuff. He, he basically came up with this vision and then I feel like he must have had somebody helping bankroll the whole thing. But think about it. He, he came up with a whole environment for athletes to play in and it wouldn't have been inexpensive. But now we're seeing it, it's this legend where he had slam ball for a few years. They struggled for television rights. Um, I believe at some point Spike TV was like, yeah, we'll keep it on our airwaves, but only if we get to predetermine the outcomes like WWE is. This kind of thing. So there's a whole story. Then the sport goes away forever and finally comes back where there's a home for it in Las Vegas now. They've built this facility. They've got this reimagined league. I, again, I say you can't watch any of it in Canada. It's only on ESPN. But this is it's fantastic to me, this whole story all stemming from this guy's idea of wanting to be like, well, what if we put like athletes in this thing where it looks like they're basically in a video game launching vertically and that sort of thing. So super cool. And this could be a very wide open, obviously. So let's take a time out here on Oilers Now. I'll let you know we're going to hear from Al May a little bit later on, our good friend of the show, as well as uh, we'll kick off, Cam and I will, a bit of a, a cross-Canada tour of the teams. We did a Pacific Division check-in last month. We're going to go around the country this time. We'll start in the nation's capital. Dean Brown, who calls Senators games on TSN 1200, will stop by. There's a new Russian in town there. Vlad Tarasenko is in, and we'll tell you what else has gone on in the offseason. But first, 
and foremost, let's keep this conversation about sports documentaries rolling. 780-496-0063. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Let us know what film you're coming up with. We will get to more of that when we come back on Oilers Now. Top story today brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. A top story that I could find today was the retirement of goaltender Jonathan Bernier after 14 seasons in the NHL. Uh, I don't think he ever reached his true potential considering, you know, I think the Leafs thought he could be a real number one guy for them. Uh, struggled to hold down the number one spot. Really good as a, like a 1A or B, but could never, I, I think, amass. Um, well, he could never stay healthy enough to be a full-time guy. I think that was really Bernier's problem, more so than anything else. But that's why one man's opinion. Uh, that's, <laughs> I don't know, Cam, you were the goalie. <laughs> uh, you know, when it was all said and done, like I'm just looking up his numbers, looking up his numbers right now. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. Did he ever like be in a situation where you're like, he's just a, a clear cut 100% number one guy <laughs> in a couple of years with the Leafs uh, what, where he played over 50 games? I mean, that's pretty good. Detroit had a year where he had 46, but uh, it was still he had a he had a solid NHL career and what he 403 games uh, for him so yeah but he, I mean he was a first round pick so there was there was that that expectation and and you know that's whether that's fair or not fair mm-hmm. played World Juniors so of course you're gonna have uh, lofty expectations and maybe not quite to what everybody had thought maybe he would be but turned out to be a pretty good NHLer. We're getting such a variety of answers here it. at 780-496-0063. Listeners are killing it right now talking about what sports documentary they would like to see filmed. Such a, a swath, such a, um, a collection of stuff that we can take in right now, obviously, in a time of year where it's a pretty good opportunity to sink your teeth into some of this stuff. Rick says, hi guys, great concept. I'd like to go back to the 90s and see a documentary about the Minnesota North Stars team that came from the basement halfway through the year to get into the playoffs and play the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup Finals. That would be incredible. That, uh, I completely agree, Rick. That's right up my alley. I would love that. I remember that playoff run as the Oilers got to the third round that year and they lost out to Minnesota. And and this is uh, the year after they had won the the Cup. Mm -hmm. And I remember going into that series thinking... The Oilers are going to go to the Cup again. You know, I, I I thought they would beat Minnesota and give Minnesota credit. Like they uh, they got hot. It might be interesting well. to hear from some of the Oilers on that yeah, team for and, sure. and how they approach that series as well. Certainly, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. How about a documentary on calf roping champion Fred Whitfield? <laughs> Wow, that's pretty niche, isn't it? One of my favorites says this texture is uh, 979, the 3430, of course. Uh, oh, this was this is an awesome one here from Randy. He says, I do stories on the First Nation sporting trail of the several hockey or even fastball tournaments yeah. leading up to the national events. And fastball, uh, they say it's the Na- Canadian Native Fastball Championships in early August. And of course, in hockey, the Fred Sasaka Moose Tournament in May. Many great stories there and how the teams uh, come together to compete from across this land. The last Canadian Native Fastball Tournament, says Randy, had 74 teams in five categories. 
That's pretty darn oh. cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, how'd you like to be an organizer of that? No, uh, that'd Wood, be hard. Woods has texted us said, "How about behind the story when John Candy and others owned oh. the Toronto Argonauts?" What a magical time! <laughs> that and then they got uh, Rocket Ishmael from from Notre Dame, and yeah, it was it was pretty exciting when uh, John Candy was a part of that. The story that was or could have been for the Oilers. With Tony Hand. Oh, yes. Cam. Tony Hand? <laughs> so I, I, and I remember this. Tony Hand was a 12th round pick of the Oilers in 86. And I think that's when there was 12 rounds. Had, he's from, from Scotland, but played in the, the British Hockey League. Comes over, and, and I, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know this for 100%, but I'm pretty sure he came to an Oiler camp or two. But then went to the Victoria Cougars. As a 19-year-old, so he's going to play in the WHL, mm-hmm. which, sure, makes sense. And this is before. <laughs> there was no CHL import draft. You could just add an import is what you could do. And, and teams did it. You had the money, you got an yeah, import. Yeah. So he plays three games, he gets eight points, and then he went back to the British League and put up great big numbers, played well into his 40s. But you know, wasn't like a real big guy. But put up huge numbers in the British League. Yeah, I think that'd be a very interesting story as to... I'd love to know why he didn't stay in Victoria or give it a go in North America. It sounds like his... From people that I had talked to around that time, that his skill level was was really high. He lacked size, but but certainly had a lot of skill. Interesting. That that's that is the exact type of story that just yes. that that's made for this type of conversation that we're having right now. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and they are coming in fast and furious. Now we will absolutely be weaving these in throughout the rest of the show. We're going to talk again with uh, uh, Al May and. And uh, Senators play-by-play man Dean Brown on TSN 1200. But uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of time for you after this next uh, next newscast as well. Arms Wars texted saying, I'm going to throw a curveball. What did you boys think about Messi and company winning the MLS-Mexican uh, League title over the weekend? I feel like the Messi effect is very similar to the effect that McDavid and Leon has on this Oilers team. Well, first of all, Arms War, love that you're paying attention to the North American soccer scene, and I appreciate you asking it. I think this is fantastic. What I think we're overlooking a little bit is the guys that were here beforehand. Because when you look at the list of former European superstars that came over to the MLS, and they did not do it uh, necessarily and and come over here and have the immediate effect that Messi has had. But Beckham, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, Thierry Henry came over here and finished his career. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Like, it's it's a... To have this magnitude of superstar, absolutely. Unprecedented. However, um, I could could see this documentary open right up to the transition of these guys and, and just sort of the growth of Major League Soccer in the last 10 years with some of the names that we're familiar with from being superstars in Europe. And they're seeing the avenue for profit to come over here. I mean, don't forget... Messi's got deals with for for profits from the jersey company from from Apple Plus like they they couldn't pay him enough money money so they've got to say well we'll give you stock in this and you know that sort of thing so is there a story there to be invested in and and, and a documentary to be made 100% arms war I think we're going to see it sometime soon but for now we can all just revel in how cool it is that I would say the best active soccer player in the world, probably. I mean, respect to Erling Holland, 
But he hasn't stopped scoring since he's come over here, Cam, and I think it's drummed up a lot of interest, even for casual fans watching SportsCenter. Yeah, I have zero interest in soccer, mm-hmm. and I know who he is. You're paying yeah. attention, right? Or at least you have <laughs> yes. an idea that this I stuff have an is... Idea. You know that Messi's in Miami, and, and things are... You know, it's, there's more of a spotlight here. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I think that that's what Armswar is saying. So I would love to follow along with that, certainly. Uh, lots of your input coming up here. Get it to us either via the text line, 780-496-0063. We'll open up the River Creek Resort Casino hotline as well when we come back after a global news weather update.